of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. We're in season four, episode number one. This is the season premiere, Andy, of our fourth year. Doing the podcast. They said it never last. They said it never last. That's what the critics all said. You know, today is November 14th, 2022. A shout out to my dad. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Coach Mike. Coach Mike, uh, you know, and it ties in with our season premiere uh, here for season season four. We're going to have a special guest on tonight as well, uh, head coach of Mayor Lutheran's girls basketball program, Chris Gustin, uh, will be on the show here. Uh, it's their very first day of practice for the basketball season. Practice started tonight. Our first repeat guest, too, by the way. He's been on once before. Yes, and, and this team, this girls team that he coaches – Went to state back-to-back seasons the last two years. Won the section, advanced to state. Very good group of girls, very uh, very talented group, and we're going to ask him some questions about the upcoming season. But we'll wait till he joins us here. In the meantime, do you want to? Uh, we'll start college instead. We'll start with some college college sports. Go ahead, Andy. You want to flip my screen on there, sir? Oh yes. Get the intern, Kevin. Kevin, Kevin the intern. He's fired. All there right, we we'll start the Northern Sun. Big news in the Northern Sun. We'll start with a lot of big things here. First of all, they had their volleyball championships over the weekend. There you are. Congratulations, St. Cloud State Huskies. There you go. They're the champs. Um, it kind of goes through all that stuff. Um, as you see, it was kind of different format this year. No, uh, no beeves, but we still follow it. But the Chet, as they call it up in Bemidji State, the home field there. Double dipping this weekend. A lot the, the grounds crew is making their money this weekend. The women's soccer, NCAA third and quarterfinal rounds. Hello, Plus Chris. the men. Uh, Chris the is men's here. Back we got Chris. Hey, uh, how's it going, Coach? It's going well. How are you guys? There he is. Very good. Very good. I can hear you. Welcome to the show. And we just got started about uh, two minutes ago, we started going over a little college sports. Uh, we knew you'd be jumping in here after the girls' first practice of the season. And so we went ahead and got started. But thanks for uh, thanks for joining us uh, us here. Um, here we go. Let's let's go this. Let's try this here. Must, here we go. Must have been a good practice. They didn't have to run laps afterwards, so you're on time. <laughs> well, you know, our uh, our volleyball team just uh, finished their season on Saturday, so right. – uh, about nine of them were, were, were taking a few days off, so we only had eight <laughs> girls tonight. <laughs> well, that's kind of like us. We'll cover it later, but for Watertown for football, uh, they had to delay the, the play because we got, I think, like seven players that were in the play also, but they got to play football next week. Oh, weekend. wow. They're delaying uh, that. But well, those are good. All the joys of an activities direct. I tell you what, as an AD, those are good problems to have. Yes, those, yes. Are, those are good problems to have as AD. And well, what we can do here is what we're going to do is coach. Um, well, yeah, a few things we'll do is we were going to start college, but we'll just backtrack here. We'll go straight into the – pardon me why I backtrack here. We'll start some high school basketball. Chris, just kind of get your opinions on some of this stuff. First, as we saw, Tessa Johnson from St. Michael Albertville signed with South Carolina, top senior there. I guess my question oh, to Chris she? on stuff like this – are you guys notified when when scouts or recruiters come in, or do you just notice them in the crowd as much as the next guy? 
you know, I, I think a lot of the recruitment, especially in basketball, comes during the AAU season. And I think there's a lot of contact with AAU coaches. Um, I have had um, coaches reach out. Um, a lot of times it's just to, to talk or, or to let them let, let me know that they're going to be at a game or something and they just want to connect after the game. Um, you know, you know, a lot of that recruiting is done through recruiting profiles and through the AAU programs, not a whole lot through the high school season. OK, cool. Um, also, um, they were going to this was from December 2nd. I saw they're going to put a 35 second shot clock in for boys and girls basketball is approved by the Minnesota State High School League. But the late conference yes, is going to start correct. this year. Late conference is starting this year as opposed to two years from now. Uh, is that something you're kind of working in now and practice a little bit to get used to? You know, so the, the State High School League um, said that if a conference wants to adopt it for this coming year, then all conference games need to be played. I think most conferences are, are not doing that. We've actually played a few shot clock games in the past. Um, you, you know, if, if gyms were equipped with them and you had an operator uh, and both teams agreed, any non-conference game in the past several years could have used it. So we, we've used it at Eden Valley Watkins for our Christmas tournament a couple of times. Um you know, uh, uh, I, I think we got some installed uh, in anticipation for next year or really in preparation for next year. Uh, I think at some point this season we might use it with some non-conference games. At some point um, we'll probably start using it at practice just to get the girls used to it. Um, you know, the few games that I've had really as a, as a coach to me <clears throat> where the shot clock is going to be helpful is at the end of games where it's close. You know, you're not going to have to foul uh, in, in order to get the ball back. You're going to be able to play good defense for 35 seconds. So if you're down eight with five minutes to go, you've got an opportunity to climb back into games. Whereas, you know, if you've got a, a good team with a really good ball handler, um, down down uh, down eight with five minutes to go is a death sentence. So um, right. I, I think that's where we're really going to see the impact. Um, you know, we, we we've. My, our, our style is, is really to play fast, so I don't think we'll we'll have a lot of possessions. But I think it is going to be, you know, strategic. You know, you might see a few more zone presses where coaches will try to deliberately slow you down in the backcourt, maybe take seven, eight seconds to get the ball across half court. Now you've only got 25 seconds or 28 seconds to, to prepare an offense. So I, I think there's some strategic things that coaches are going to be able to do, and, and it'll be kind of fun to see it happen. Now they have the continuous clock when you have a big lead. Are they going to shut off the shot clock then if you got a 20 you know, point interestingly, lead? I was watching my uh, basketball rules meeting prior to this. And uh, for this year anyway, uh, the shot clock will continue to be used throughout the entire game, even in mercy rules situations. That could change next year uh, when everybody oh, adopts no. it. But for this year, they're, they're uh, leaving it on. So late conference will probably practice and screw with that and, yeah, my, my guess is they'll probably be using that all day at practice. So, all right, all right. right now, Dan, if you open up my share screen, the looking at last year's final rankings for Class A for basketball, um, you guys finished fourth in the rankings there. Uh, Mountain Iron was one, and I remember we got last year. Mountain Iron they had their three losses, but it seemed like it was every time they came down to play the big city schools. They were losing those games. They were winning at home by 50, 60 points all the time. They was dominating. Um, it, 
do you find that hard when you got the smaller schools up north where they don't really have the competition? How hard is it to prepare for someone like that where you see they're crushing everybody by 50, but when they play someone in the cities, they're losing or closer games. Is that hard to prepare for? You know, not really with Mount Iron. I mean, they they make a lot of trips. Um, first of all, their their coach is an unbelievable guy. He he's a, a super knowledgeable. Puts a lot of time and effort into their program. He's certifiably nuts, though. Uh, they make about <laughs> ten trips down uh, between the cities, St. Cloud. I mean, they're they're traveling all the time. Uh, two years ago, they came to our place and played on a Monday, uh, and uh, it's it's about a four hour drive. Came down, played a game, went back home on Monday night, went to school the next day. And really, the sheer craziness is the guy is the head coach of both the girls and the boys. Uh, and I don't I don't know how he does it. You know, a lot of practices in the morning, game nights, and uh, back-to-back practices after school, um, juggling the schedule. Um, you know, but going back to your question about scouting Mount Iron, um, really, you know, they – they, they come down here because the competition up there isn't quite what, what they want and what they need. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll get an opportunity to see them in person once or twice a year. Um, and, and again, with the advent of, of live streaming and, and film, there, there's film all over the place. So um, mm-hmm. uh, they're, a, they're a solid program and they're really not all that hard to scout for. Uh, just hope they don't get hot from three-point land. <laughs> I, I... I do not want to be on their booster committee with all that funds to come down to the cities. All right. The time. Exactly. That's, that's going to be a tough one. Um, you know, looking at it now, look at the standings there, rankings. You guys fourth last year or third last year, consolation game. Thanks. Congratulations. You made the year before. So it's kind of the final four is kind of becoming the, uh, the mayor Luther invitational there. <laughs> um, what, we're looking at the, last, the final four. Mountain Iron, I assume, has a good team coming back. What about Hayfield and Hancock? They were two and three last year in the rankings. Yeah. I, they bring them back a lot of the same Yeah, players. you know, uh, both of them are going to be really good again. Uh, Hayfield's two best players were sophomores. Um, and and they obviously they gained a lot of experience. They actually didn't lose until the state semifinals uh, to Minnesota and then to us in the third place game. So only two losses of the season. Uh, and they returned those those two core players. Um, they're going to be they're going to be tough again. Um, it, it's a re- actually was a really good matchup for us last year. Uh, Hancock, on the other hand, was not a good matchup for us, um, and they put a whooping on us. Um, I've never seen a girls team, maybe even a boys team, shoot sixty seven percent from three point land, uh, and those Hancock girls did it yeah. in the barn in that that cavernous arena. Um, and they graduated three girls off that team. Um, but, uh, they, you know, that they started two freshmen, two sophomores. Um, so they're, they're, they're going to be really good again. Uh, they have a new coach uh, this year. Um, but my understanding is that coach has been at the school for a while and has a pretty good relationship with the girls. I think he coached some of them in AAU. So it should be a pretty seamless transition. Uh, you know, those are going to be probably the, the three toughest teams across the state. Um, and then, you know, we're, we're hoping that us and, and Buffalo Lake Hector Stewart, uh, who's another good team in our section, will, will be right there at the end too. So. All right. We're going to have you flip on your AD hat now and cover some more high school okay. stuff here. Girls volleyball. Let's go through the sections here. One by one. Uh, Wazetta over Lakeville North for the four, a championship there. Uh, three, a Marshall is your champion with the win over Benilde St. Margaret. 
2A, Cannon Falls over Pequot. And then, uh, of course, you guys uh, take second place behind Miniota. Now, with volleyball and all the other sports, except football, everybody's ranked going into the playoffs. We heard it with football last year from some people and football this year for some people. Yep. Why don't they rank them in football for the playoffs, <laughs> except for 6A? That is a that is a great question. Um, you know, I, I, I think part of it is just the chance of geography. You know, when you get your first round quarterfinal games are going to be at a neutral site somewhere. Got to have turf. And if, if you get a situation yeah. where you've got a number one seed who's way in the north and a number and, and those part of the part of it is that scheduling piece, right? Those sites have to be booked several months, if not a year in advance. So, yeah. you know, if you get your sites and and if you go by region or by section, you can kind of predetermine where those sites are going to be and, and match those those up as best you can. If you end up getting a, you know, a Cook County or a, a Duluth school who ends up playing a Pipestone, where the heck do they play? You know, I, that's the hard part. When you bring basketball all to one location, when you bring volleyball all to one location, it, it's a lot easier. Now the argument is they do it in soccer. So why couldn't they do it in football? Um, Football is also a lot more locations. You know, you've got six classes um, plus nine yeah. man. So I, I'm guessing that's part of it. Um, but but it's a great question, and I know certainly you know you know people will 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 continue to clamor for seeding in football because they want to see the two best teams at the end. Um, with football, obviously the NFL has a little more money than Minnesota State High School League this year to get the U.S. Bank Stadium for that weekend. Yeah. Um, is, do you think this might be a maybe a normal thing after this? If we have this week off and teams and people are okay with it and they still get a good draw that next weekend, will they keep it up or do they want to keep that Thanksgiving weekend tradition for the prep bowl? I think they're going to want to keep that Thanksgiving tradition. You also, you know, you, you, you've got – anytime you, you have a team playing in the state championship game in football on the traditional weekend of Thanksgiving – um, you're going to have conflicts with basketball because basketball's already begun. You push that out another week, you've got you know 12 schools that basically are are forfeiting or could be a t potentially forfeiting not games but but you know sacrificing three weeks of practice and that that's hard, uh, especially at smaller schools. Um, but uh, and I think you know they're going to like that traditional Thanksgiving weekend because of uh, no school. Um, you know, people are on, on vacation uh, and I'm guessing that the crowds are probably going to be, be better, but you know, who knows? Um, maybe it's something they look at or, and maybe it's something that we're going to do in the future, depending on how that Viking schedule plays out. All right. And we'll kind of go through the state matchups here. Nine man. We got Wheaton Herman against Mountain Iron on the left side of the bracket, and Spring Grove and Fertile Beltrami on the other side. They will be playing the 17th, and then their championship game will be December 3rd. 1A, we have Springfield and Deer River, and then Fillmore and Miniota on the other side. Um, 19th for their semifinals, and the second for their championship games. 
2A, we got Jackson County and Barnesville on the left side of the bracket. Chatfield and Eden Valley, as I look at the screen on the right side. Now we get a little close to home here. Fairmont and Dilworth on the left side. New London Spicer and Watertown Mayor. We will be there as a show representing our own section. Um, literally because we could sit in our own section. There's not many people there. Um, <laughs> well, we will have our own section. But that looks like a good game. Uh, the thing, and I've said this before, Chris, and I'm, this is no rip on the players anywhere else to go. The thing that's helping Watertown this year is we have a kicker. Uh, in high school, I think having a, a field goal kicker is so important. And having a decent one this year, having a good senior quarterback is helping us a lot. A team that's been together. A team that four or five years ago, they almost folded. And now they're still playing, uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, it is uh, It is quite the story, isn't it? Um, you know, I think they went uh, no wins for two years in a row, and there was talk. I think one season they did not have a lower-level team, varsity only, and there was yeah. talk uh, uh, about that that program uh, per perhaps even disbanding. And ultimately, you know, right. they got a new coach in, and obviously he's done great things there. Um, and, and part of it is, you, you know, you can, you can see this, uh, in, in smaller schools a lot when you got a group of young kids who who have to start playing early a lot of times they take their lumps for a year or two but boy when they get to be juniors and seniors uh, they usually they usually succeed because of that experience well it's kind of the pro baseball team where you just say like the Astros years ago you just say we're throwing up our hands we're bringing up the triple a team we'll lose 110 yep. games whatever and that's kind of what they did there for high school it's kind of worked out for them yeah for a we got Simley and Recory on 4A, and then the other side is Hutchin Hutchinson and Zimmerman. 5A, Matamidi and Elk River, then Mankato West and Rogers. 6A, it's down to Lakeville South and Maple Grove, Ian Prairie and Rosemont. Uh, there'll be the, the headline event on the second there at night. So that's how that's going to go. Um, it'll be kind of exciting there. We go to college sports, Chris. Maybe get some of your opinions on some of this stuff. I'll kind of repeat what we started with. Uh, volleyball championships again. Northern Sun. There's a championship bracket. We covered that already. Not the chat up there in Bemidji. They got a double dip this weekend. We'll start with football. The Beavs, the four seed, back-to-back -back Northern Conference champions. Hundred and first year. Last year's the first time they've even won the division. Now they're back-to-back. They'll be against Winona State. And then they got Angelo State. And I did my homework on them, guys. Here we go. Angelo State was 11-0. They're the Rams, by the way. So it'd be Rams and Beavers maybe in that round. That'd be kind of interesting. Um, they're in Angelo, Texas. And when I looked them up for other, like, historical famous people, nothing. Um, they just said, oh, we've had players go pro, but they never name-dropped anybody. So um, but that should be a good matchup there. Beavs are four. Um, Colorado School of Mines is the number two seed in that bracket. And that's a team that knocked them out last year. So we want Colorado School of Mines back. We want our revenge. We, the Beavers, want the revenge. <laughs> and this, soccer, the Division Two women playing in the snow. That that's one thing that blows me away. Soccer in the snow. That just I can't figure that out. Now that's what the big bracket looks like for Division Two soccer. Um, you think men's basketball bracket's ugly. Holy cow. Um, 
There's the Beaver section. They're in the central up there. They'll go against Minnesota State on the 13th. And then they'll move on. They play the winner for the Midwest bracket down below. It's a little more blown up bracket. More recent. Emperor State won one nothing. the four seed. So we've got the two seed and the four seed going for the central title in that bracket there. And there it is. It'll be 3 o'clock on Friday up at the chat. Beaver basketball. A couple good wins there in Duluth at the tournament. I saw that game, the Southern Arkansas game. I was watching that on, on the NSIC network there. Very good, nice come-from-behind victory for the boys. Uh, pulled it away. And they got Concordia St. Paul. And then they got the BSU Classic later this week. The gals had a nice one with Valley State. And then they got Maysville and Crookston coming up. Starting the season on Tuesday, the 22nd. Beaver Hockey. Uh, split with Northern Michigan. They got a week off and they'll go play the Sioux or the Hawks or the whatever they're called now. <laughs> and the girls had a week off, then they play Ohio State at Ohio State. A more tough competition for the Beaver women hockey team. Missouri Valley Football. Uh, South Dakota State. Did end up winning the conference with their win, so they'll be the conference champs with a week to go. No one can catch them. And the Bison will end with uh, the rivals against North Dakota at the Fargo Dome this weekend. And there's the division or the FCS rankings. You see North Dakota State four, Montana State three, Sacramento State getting five of the first place votes at 10 and 0, and the Bunny is holding down the top spot. Summit League. NDSU basketball. Tough start for the boys. At Arkansas, at Kansas, two nationally ranked teams, top wow. 10. And then uh, they came home against Pacific. Tough way to start with basketball. Yeah, it, but get those lumps out of the way. Some <laughs> nice travel, some nice experience for the kids. And Pacific uh, was a tough one. And they yeah, or at Indiana State, then the host, Crown College, local favorite. The Gals actually had a game canceled. I, a little snow, I guess, up there last weekend in the North Dakota area. But uh, this Thursday, the Gopher Ladies are going to be hosting our friends from up north. So that should be a fun one to watch. And here we go. This is the exciting part, Dan. Get ready. This is kind of like a birthday present for your dad. Last Friday, they beat Nebraska. Um, oh, they did? That, I did not know in that. In that one, um, they were up 17-16 going into the last match. Okay. Um, both teams won five matches, but the Bison scored five bonus points and only one for Nebraska. Okay. Wow. So, they, uh, they kind of won in the last one there. Uh, go to the Bison page. You can read the recap and see the gallery. Probably go to the Big Ten Network and rewatch it. Very good. And, of course, the Bison opened that a couple champs and did well there. Now, with that said, Chris, um, with the Gophers, like they're playing uh, the other schools like this. Do you think that's a good thing for, like, a Bemidji State or an NDSU to come down and play the Gophers for basketball? Is that a early in the season? Is that Would you rather those be called preseason games, or do you want them to count on the record? 
That's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I certainly think it is good for the smaller schools. Um, I, I always believe that, you know, the, uh, the more difficult you build your schedule, the, the better off you're going to be in the long run. Um, it may not always show on the record, but, but uh, I, I think it prepares you uh, better than, than the cupcakes. Um, so I, I, I certainly think that it's good for the smaller schools. Um, you know, as far as it, it counting in the record, I mean, the reality is, is they're both colleges and if they choose to play each other, they choose to play each other. So let it count. Have, have you ever thought of maybe for your school having the girls play up a Waconia or even going out and playing Minnetonka or Ian Prairie for a game? Uh, well, my friend, the QRF has done us in uh, as a class A school. As a class A school, there are not many uh, not many schools uh, above two above A, and there's even some two A schools that that won't play us because of the QRF. Okay. Can't even just have a inter squad practice like football does every now and then for the pros. Just uh, well, that you can have. You can have a couple of. You can have two of those each year. That'd be kind of fun then. Yeah. Good experience for the girls and everything else. Yep. Yes. Now, because you guys like you do play Watertown a couple times, that but is that because of a geographic thing you could all play right here? Uh, we play Watertown in volleyball. We do not play them in basketball anymore. Um, we reach out each year and and ask if Watertown wants to play, and, and they have elected not to play us the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, I mean it, that's a great rivalry. It's it's geographic. It, it works well. Uh, you know, we've we've been it's been harder and harder for us to find. Volleyball seems to be okay, um, and and I'm sure part of that is that that state pedigree. Um, we've had trouble finding um, games in the area, um, and so we've had to kind of expand. We play Mount Iron Buell. Uh, went up there last year. They're coming to us again. Uh, last year we picked up Minnesota. We're going out there this year, um, and and so you know we've kind of had to expand our 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 area of games. Don't play Watertown. Don't play Glencoe. Don't play Howard Lake. You know, all teams that are within 10, 15 miles. And, and a lot of it comes down to QRF situation. All right. That's all I got for our little happy show today, Chris. One last question. How's the fantasy football team doing? Well, I'm facing Jalen Hurts tonight, and I had a really bad scoring week. So it looks like I'm going to lose. <laughs> um, but uh, that'll that'll drop me to six and four. So not terrible. All right. Uh, you're holding your own. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, and the highest highest scoring team in the league. So, anytime anytime you're losing games, but you're still scoring points, I feel good about that. So, isn't that the thing in every league though? The top two scores are like 500 in fantasy yep. football. Just yep, it seems like it every year. It doesn't work out. Well, my friend, I thank you very much for being on. Yeah, we'll yeah. reach out towards the end of the season and uh, see how it's going. Chris, I got All a right. question for you. Yeah, sure. I got a question for you. I forgot to bring this up when you were uh, talking basketball, but I've got because your your team now back to back state tournament appearances, right? Girls Correct. basketball, very good program they're going. Last year, here's the end of the year, the all area girls basketball uh, players from the group, and and you see not five but six from Mayor Lutheran, a, a, you know. Great thing, that great problem to have. Once again, when you've got all these players and they all, can you go through the uh, the list here and let us know for the listeners who's coming back, who's graduated, who's left, <clears throat> get us ready for the season of your guys. Yeah, sure. Your team. Um, yeah, uh, Madeline's going to be back on our team. 
um, both Julia and Lily um, graduated. And I'm assuming, uh, is this from the, the Herald Journal? Yes, yes. Yeah. So Emma Lade was the player of the year and she graduated as well. You know, she left our, our school as the all-time leading scorer and the all-time leading assist. Um, uh, great, great career. Um, and then Julia and Lily uh, were both, uh, well, 6'1 and 6'2. Uh, and you don't see a lot of Class A schools with size like that. Uh, so when people ask me, you know, how, how's your team going to be? You know, I, I look at them and I say, well, we believe we're going to be good again. Um, we've got Madeline coming back. We've got Danica Martin, who had a really impressive year as a sophomore last year. Uh, Stella Moss does a lot of things for us on the floor. Um, we've got a, a couple of younger girls that we think are going to step up and, and help us in big ways. Um, but we're going to be different. We lost our leading all-time leading scorer and uh, two six-one girls. So, so things are going to be a little bit different. Uh, again, we we built our schedule very challenging. Uh, we're in a tip-off classic where we play Maranatha, who's in the top 15 in state and visitation. Uh, and then our first, uh, other than that tip-off classic, our first game on the road is Minnehaha Academy. Um, we got Providence Academy on the schedule again, uh, Minnesota, Mount Iron Buell. So, I mean, our non-conference schedule is loaded. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, by, by February that, that experience will come for those younger girls and we'll find ourselves in a position to defend those two section titles. So, yeah, it's uh, fun to, to win the back-to-back -back region or the sectional, uh, you know, that's a tough group and I'm sure you got a target on your back for this year, but looking forward to watching the, the girls play this, this season it should be a fun winter season to watch, of course. Yeah, it should be. I, I tell you, we, we won that first one out of section four. Uh, and then had to go play Sleepy Eye St. Mary's and, and Madison Mathowitz, who is a heck of a player. And uh, then they re reorganized uh, and we got stuck in her section. <laughs> and uh, both both Bruce, who's the head coach there, and, and I kind of lamented, man, that's a bummer. But uh, we were able to, to take care of business last year and, and we look forward to defending that title. And then, uh, you know, advanced uh, farther than high school, too, as you get into college, you know, Monica Sinano did win the Big Ten Player of the Week uh, this week uh, over there in Iowa for the Hawkeyes and the other sisters at the U of M. So it's a lot, yeah. lot to watch, a lot to follow. I don't know if you followed the game Sunday, but we had a little treat uh, yesterday at Williams Arena. Lehigh came into town to play the uh, Lady Gophers, and there's six <laughs> players from Minnesota. D1 playing for Lehigh out in Pennsylvania, uh, including Kaylee Van Epps from Chaska, graduated two years ago, and she got to take on uh, Mallory Heyer, who graduated last year from Chaska, uh, yeah. going up against the U of M Golden Gophers at Williams Arena. So a fun non-conference uh, preseason game with many, many Minnesotans. Uh, at that game yesterday with, uh, you know, the you know, yeah. five on the Lehigh squad and the University of Minnesota has, I think, five or six also from Minnesota, including uh, the other uh, Sonano sister. But uh, fun stuff to be able to say you could play was, at Williams Arena at the barn. <laughs> and it, uh, with and it was a phenomenal game too, right? Uh, we, yeah, we, we, Mara Braun hits a, hits a three-pointer on a set play uh, coming out of the timeout. Um, to, to win the game with 1.7 seconds left. Fun stuff. Yeah, it was it was 101 to 99. We put some of the information on our Facebook page uh, today. Lehigh had the lead going in with one, one whatever, 0.4 seconds left, and the inbound yep. came in 
And Mara Braun, a true freshman, again, as long as uh, similar to to Mallory Heyer, uh, drains the three yep. to yep. win the game as a buzzer beater. So it's some fun time to watch women's basketball this time of year uh, in the college ranks with all these all this talent coming out of the high school uh, as well. Well, I tell you, I got a chance to coach in the uh, All-Star, the Minnesota Girls Basketball Coaches Association All-Star game last year. Uh, and there's a lot of talent in our state. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of those girls make everything look easy, <laughs> Mar- Mara Braun included. Yes, it's 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 fun to watch. And yeah. and with uh, Mallory uh, Higher from Chaska was the number eleven ranked forward in the nation as far as coming out of the yeah. class this year. And and she had offers from Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa State, Utah, Minnesota, and wanted to play for Lindsey Whalen. Uh, she wanted to play in the Big Ten. Yeah. And uh, it's it's going to be fun to watch these guys uh, develop. Andy and I cover a lot of Iowa Hawkeyes in D1 on our show with, uh, okay. uh, with Iowa as far as how good they are. We, we follow those guys. But uh, fun to watch the Gophers as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Monica, I tell you what, Monica has had a great career. Uh, it's been fun to yeah. see her be successful. It has been real fun. And, you know, on a side note, because she went to school with my daughter, so watching her just kind of grow up and see that same little kid that she met in third grade doing this is kind of kind right. of fun in a way. It is pretty crazy. All right, thanks. All right. Thanks again, Chris. Hey. Uh, our guest today, Chris, Chris Gustin, uh, head coach, Mayor Lutheran Girls Basketball Team. Back-to-back. Good luck this year, sir. basketball coach. KG, you're looking for a three-peat uh, section championship coming up here uh, in the wintertime. So good luck with everything, um, and we'll be in touch. All right. Appreciate it. Let me know anytime you need me. All right. All right. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. Andy, we'll Take stay on for a few night. minutes here. We'll stay on for a few yep. minutes here and just wrap up the show. We've got Major League Baseball, 40-man uh, rosters. Cut down. Cut down. Tomorrow night, it's 5 p.m., is it not, uh, the cut down? Yeah. To get down to the 40-man to, to lock in. And what they'll do is the remaining players uh, of their top prospects that are not, that are not protected are going to be eligible for the Rule 5 draft also coming up for our followers of xfl football they have announced the draft will be this week going on tuesday wednesday and thursday yes that's right tomorrow starts the draft it's a three-day draft they'll do the picks much like the usfl did and they start uh, in i believe it's april first games april they play april may and june yeah, uh, yeah. The spring. right after the ncaa tournament Pro football, yeah, it, it kicks off then. So these players that are eligible to play in the XFL, they, they cannot have an active contract in the NFL, of course. They can't have an active contract in the USFL. So that's your pool of players. Uh, once again, eight teams. And so those guys will be picked here this week. I'll provide coverage of that on our Facebook page, yeah, who gets kind of the results, uh, the results of that. Now the Vikings won again, Andy, seven – and one, no, eight and one. Vikings are eight and one mm-hmm. with the big game with Dallas coming up. And then we play the Patriots on Thanksgiving. And if you look at the rest of the schedule, they can, they can win potentially all the games, but they're going to win three or four, I think for sure. So they're going to be sitting good as far as I know. And I think, yeah, yeah, they play it. And I think that's it. Yeah. So prep football, my final note. For the seven classes for the state of Minnesota, prep football, the state tournament, there's seven classes, four teams left. In, we're down to the final four. Yep. So 28 teams 
congratulations to the 28 active teams still playing football this late in the year coming up on Thanksgiving. You and I will be at the U.S. Bank Stadium for the 4.30 game yes. on Saturday. Uh, we've added that on our calendar if you look at our website, uh, upcoming events and such. But uh, stop by, say hi. It should be a good game. Watertown Mayor will take on uh, New London Spicer. New London Spicer. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. We'll probably catch part of the first game before that. You know, kind of get there, avoid the whole rush, get in and out. And then, like Chris says, you know, the basketball season starts. The practices started, kicked off today, and uh, soon the football will be over, and we're going to be full-fledged into uh, basketball and wrestling. And hockey. Yeah. And hockey. Anything else that you have in sports? Um, no, that's about it. Just some major league stuff I'm going to have Wednesday. I'll have a little more after we get these 40-man rosters down. Um, Jacob DeGrom did say some uh, things I took wrong. The So the goat is in my doghouse right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh, he is. Yeah. He's not getting a Christmas card this year, I'll tell you that, at this rate. He ain't getting a Christmas card for me this year. Well, that's it's tough sledding. So, yeah. So I'll have to find out Wednesday. I'll blow something on Instagram about that. All right. That sounds good. Uh, that's all we got for this week. We'll see you guys next week. And um, go, go Vikes, I guess, huh? Go Vikes. Yeah. See something. Yeah. All right. All right. Talk have to you later. See you.